so welcome everyone. Today is February 11, 2020, and this is SMB's weekly Options Tribe webinar. I want to welcome everyone. I want to point out that SMB training is not a broker-dealer. We're doing these webinars for educational purposes only. Today's webinar won't contain any live positions. Everything will be hypothetical, and therefore they're not going to be subject to the market factors of liquidity, slippage, and commissions. I also want to point out that options trading is risky and you shouldn't expose any of your capital to options trading until you have gotten a good solid options education, done a lot of backtesting and paper tra trading. And then when you do trade, start with a very, very small amount relative to your net worth and net income. I recommend that people use the minimum lot size for their strategy. And then at that point, you can, um, you trade live, trade on a very small amount relative to your net worth and net income. That way, as you get used to how options respond to differing market conditions, you're doing so on a small amount of capital. You don't want to do that on a large amount of capital, not understand what's happening, and then potentially make bad decisions. So with that, I would like to welcome back to the Options Tribe, probably our most frequent visitor, John Locke, uh, who's on our options trading desk and has all sorts of activities in all manner of things in the world, uh, trading being one of his biggest, probably the biggest and many, many other uh, things that John does to contribute to society in positive ways. And one of those ways is by having designed some of the best options trades out there. And we're very, very proud to uh, have produced a number of those series with John. And the very first advanced option strategy series that we did at SMB was with John, and that was the bearish butterfly. And that strategy has done nothing but continue to amaze people as over the years and now it's been about nine years since we did the we first produced the video course uh, and the results during that period are you know nothing short of astounding uh, because the trade was just designed so well and with so much uh, thought and experience so today John's going to be talking about the power of the bearish butterfly and then at the end we're going to make you a very special offer so it's going to be worthwhile to pay very close attention to what John has to say, because I think it can be very valuable and profitable for you. So with that, now let's see, we already have a comment from someone. Oh, someone's just saying it's all good. Ian is telling us that it's snowing in Scotland. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, we're not, we, 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 I'd rather be in Philly. Let's put it that way. So, uh, okay, very good. So John, I am going to unshare. John, it's awesome. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for the power of the bearish butterfly. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm a trade performance, wealth, and success coach. Here at Locking Your Success, we design trading strategies. We do all kinds of things to help enhance trading performance. We do success coaching. We do trading psychology. Of course, we have the strategies. We talk about how to build wealth. We talk about business skills for retail and professional traders. There's lots of, lots of great things. We also do life coaching and stuff like that. So the Bearish Butterfly itself, as Seth was, was saying, this is the first program that SMB, that I did together with SMB, and I think it's the first program that SMB put out, right? Well, the, we did the Options Foundation course, and then the, that was sort of to allow people to just get the basics down. And then right. we began to do the series of advanced courses, and you did you know, so many of those. Right, all right. Okay, cool. And then even, And then before that, 
right? We've been trading the bearish butterfly for years before the program even came out. So right. it's been it's been a it's been a long time as time tested strategy. If I were to describe what the bearish butterfly is, I'd say it's a scaling in positive theta negative delta mean reversion trading strategy. By that I mean it's a it's an income strategy where you, you trade at positive theta most of the time, where negative delta in the strategy, not all the time. But it's generally designed to work best when the market goes up a certain amount and then reverts back to its mean or maybe a little bit lower than its mean. So that's where it performs really, really well. So that being the case, it tends to be best utilized uh, as, as an opportunistic bearish bias high probability strategy in a, say, an overextended uptrend, for example, when the market's likely to flatten out for a while or maybe go up a little bit more and then flatten out for a little while. And it also does extremely well in sideways markets when the, the price is back and forth, it mean reverts, that's what it's made for. So it does very, very well there. And it also does very well in downtrending markets as well as a lot of other types of, of markets. We do urge you to uh, use caution when conditions are highly likely to have a, a very large extended up move, like after a, a price capitulation or at a support level in a strong uptrending market or something like that that's when you're gonna to tend to take the losses. That's where it pushes against the weakness of the strategy because the strategy is a bit negative uh, delta most of the time. So if you get too much of an up move too fast, that can be a problem. If we have a very large up move over an extended period of time, it generally does okay. But if, we get, if, if that's combined with the speed, then, then it tends to be sometimes a little bit of a problem. And the other time when it can be troublesome is under 21 days. If you get a really, really large market move under 21 days, then if you're still in the trade, we, we try to get you out of the trade at 21 days to expiration. But if you happen to still be in it, then that can be a little bit problematic as well. Uh, the strategy can be used as an income trade, a monthly income trade, which is the way the program outlines it and the way that I've demonstrated it for years and years in the options trading for income. Uh, webinars that we do on Monday morning. We track a bearish butterfly real time, I think for over 12 years now. And, um, um, but some other uses, right, uh, would be a great alternative to a bearish vertical. If you think the market's gonna stall or maybe come down, um, it produces a much better risk reward than, a, than say a, um, a bearish vertical would. And the strategy too, we have a lot of traders who've modified it to be used as hedges on bullish positions, especially if the market is a little bit overextended. So um, if we're gonna use this as a non-subjective monthly income strategy and the way it's demonstrated in the program, the way we crack it uh, every week in options trading for income, we enter at 56 days to expiration. We have a high profit target of 30% we have of our planned capital. So we have a never called planned capital. Not everybody uses it. I think I'm the one who started it. But, you know, basically a lot of these income strategies, they start with a small amount of capital and the capital escalates in the trade as, as, uh, as the trade goes on, as you have to make adjustments. So a bearish butterfly specifically, you know, you usually start around, uh, if you're doing a, if you're doing a, uh, say uh, a $50,000 trade. If I have a $50,000 planned capital trade, normally it starts out with around $10,000 in the trade and then it, it'll scale up uh, from there, you know, as you, as you start adjusting and so forth. And when you start determining your percentage of return, you now you don't wanna be saying, hey, I made 100% of $10,000, 
but I lost, you know, 30% of $55,000, something like that. And, you know, and then try and go by percentages on how much to trade one. Cause when it comes down to dollars, a lot of times you're going to end up losing, you might, you might've made it from a percentage standpoint, but you lost from a dollar standpoint. That's not doing any of us any good, nor is it representative of the strategy. That's the way a lot of people do it. So we just use a fixed number to determine these numbers off of. And um, so our high profit target is 30% of planned capital. Our um, low profit target, which comes in 21 days to expiration, is 10% of planned capital. That's because we generally don't want to be in past that time point. I mean, there's nothing magic about 21 days, but basically we're getting closer to expiration and the gamma starts getting high usually in most trade configurations. So um, we, we, our goal is to get our money and get out at that point. We have a max loss, or I like to call them exit loss triggers now. Why? What? Well, Why because, like that? because when you say maximum loss, people assume that's all you're going to lose on a losing trade strategy. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all been saying this for years. Right. So um, that's kind of, to me, that kind of misrepresents what's going to happen in the trading strategy. And I mean, people should know that when they're trading the strategy. In other words, um, you know, when you have a strategy that has $50,000 in it and you have a, a stop out of say 30% loss or 10% loss or whatever it is, um, I, we don't want to give them the impression that, you know, you're going to be able to get out at 30% all the time or 10% all the time. There's going to be times when you're going to exceed that number. So basically we're going to initiate an exit at 30% down, which means, you know, we may end up getting out at 30%, which we do a lot of the time. Sometimes it's going to be more. So, um, and you have to position size for that. So that's why we do that. I think that's extremely important. And I think that's something the industry should adopt also so that we can, um, you know, we can be a little more transparent to new people coming in. But anyway, um, uh, minimum required capital for this strategy per trade would be $5,000. This trade does overlap, meaning you will run two trades at a time, meaning that if you're going to do that, if you're going to do the overlap, then you know, you, you're going to need $10,000 to run overlapping trades. Not that it's necessary, right? You could one, one could get out of one trade and then get into the other one. But generally, if you do it by the guidelines, they'll, they'll overlap from time to time. And um, the demonstrations that we're going to be using are going to be $50,000 per trade. The reason we use such a high amount of capital is because that's the easiest way to demonstrate the strategy. When you start doing it with $5,000, it's actually more complicated. And we do show you how to do that in the Bearish Butterfly program. We ha have a section on, on capital control and trading small positions. Um, but uh, the demonstrations in the primary part of the program are all $50,000 per trade because you have enough going on at that point. And we want to make sure you understand that first. So that is the strategy. I actually set up four examples for you and four months in a row, we have some winners, we have some losers. And I don't know if we're going to get through them all, but um, it's fairly easy to go through because the trading strategy is uh, it's got a, it's got a lot of nuances in it, which we're not going to be able to cover here. Those are in the program, but the, we can hit the primary, um, the primary rule set more or less. We'll be talking about as we run through the examples. And let me see if I can get up our option view. So here we have our option view. The strategy starts 56 days to expiration. This is going to be August 2019. Mm -hmm. from a bearish butterfly 
if you wanted to see what the price chart looks like at this point, it looks something like this. This would tend to be a good entry for a bearish butterfly for being subjective because the market's, it's been off a support level and it's been, you know, it's a nice gradual uptrend. So that's generally gonna be a good environment. Uh, if we go here, we enter the strategy, we're generally about 20 points behind the market. And again, this is gonna be a $50,000 position. You can see our initial capital here is about $8,500, but this can escalate up and you're gonna see it escalate up in a couple of the examples. Uh, even beyond our planned capital number, but we'll talk about that when you see that. So this is what an entry would look like. From here, you know, if we go too far down and it's gonna be 1490 in this position here, if we go down to 1490, we're gonna be rolling back. If we go up to 1570 in this example, we're gonna be adding to the strategy. 1590, we add to the strategy again, uh, up here at 1590. And then we start rolling at 1610, uh, 1600, 1610, 1630. So we have, we put in a, a rolling sequence. And uh, there are other considerations like delta theta ratio and maximum delta and stuff like that. But that's the basic gist of the strategy and how it goes. And you'll see, actually, let's just go to the first adjustment here. I don't remember which direction it was. So it's June 21st. We go to July 3rd, which is about 12 or 13 days. And we see that the market has gone up. We're generally gonna draw down a little bit when the market goes up. Sometimes we'll draw down a lot, depends on where we are in the position, but uh, you can see not too big of a deal here. We're exactly at 1570 at this point at our checkpoint time. Now, um, one of the good things or the things I like about this strategy is it's not really urgent that you actually add here. In other words, if the market keeps going, it's kind of a counterintuitive strategy where if the market keeps going the way it's going, you're actually better off to wait to add. I'd be more tendent to push on, the, in other words, push the button early on, a, on an adjustment if I thought the market was coming back at me. But right. um, yeah, so yeah, ahead, you to, and, say and something? Yeah, yeah, just with the bearish butterfly, it's not what most people would think of it as an adjustment. At, in this part of this trade, it's it's really scaling in your capital. You, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so a, as opposed to, which is one of the reasons there's no rush on it with other strategies where the adjustment is to control whatever deltas in most cases, then mm -hmm. it's a little more urgent than if what you're doing is scaling in capital. And as the market rises, it actually gets cheaper for you. That's, you know, that's a big reason it's not urgent. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, and I like your terminology, and I've never actually called it that, but it really is a is a um, is a scaling of capital it's over an adjustment, mm -hmm. uh, even though I've called it that for for many years. But you know, so we're going to come in here and we're going to add it in, and when we do this, it actually makes us more negative delta, and it makes us uh, it makes us higher theta, puts more capital in the position. So uh, that's what in, in, when we add in, we're just going to go about 20 points high. We're going to go 20 points higher than our initial short strikes and uh, add this in. Now, as you can see, it's a mean reversion strategy, meaning that I'd like the market at this point to start to pull back and get back into this range. A normal down move on the Russell's about 70 points on most, uh, most of the cycles. So when we have a normal down cycle here at this point, it puts us right in the sweet spot and we can hit our profit targets relatively fast. And it's a fairly aggressive profit target on the strategy. So 
Uh, but anyway, this is our adjustment. We'll go to the following. Oh, it's July 3rd, right? That's why it's at 1230. So uh, just the thing I really strongly recommend people checking these once a day towards the end of the day for uh, when to do it. We do all of our examples in the program and we track it doing it at 3.30 in the afternoon. So, uh, I mean, you can make that time a little earlier, a little later, but, uh, but that's, that's when we do it. That's when we do everything in mm -hmm. our program. So here, let's go see what happened here. Okay. So at this point, First of all, we added in when the market was at 1560. We have another add-in point when the market gets to 1580. So we haven't hit an add-in point yet, but our delta is, uh, or our delta theta ratio is off now. So we only allow a certain amount of delta per, per theta that we have here. And when our delta theta ratio goes off in that manner, what we're gonna do is we're going to take our 1530. We're just going to do what we call a roll. We're going to sell the 1530s, and we're going to get closer to the market. We're going to go to 1570. So you'll see the 1530s come out, and we'll move up to 1570, and that's going to put us closer to the center of the position. So the delta theta ratio is kind of a fail-safe for uptrending markets that don't mean revert. So ultimately, we want the market to come back but if it doesn't come back, eventually we're going to hit one of these delta theta ratios. In other words, it kind of hangs to the top of the position. Our delta starts to get more too steep as time goes by, our volatility shifts. Then if that happens, then we're going to make the jump anyway. We're going to get more into the center of the position. And that's what we're doing here with that. So if I go to next adjustment point, um, will you come to here? So now we still haven't, well, actually we, it looks like just today we've finally exceeded 1580. So if we were in uh, earlier in the position, if we were early on the, in the position, we'd want to just add our last third in and put in some butterflies at 1590. But we're now 21 days to expiration. So 21 days to expiration, our focus is on getting our money and getting out. So we take our profit target and we drop it to $5,000. So if this was up $13,000, for example, and I came into 21 days to expiration, I'd just take it. If it was up $7,000, I'd just take it. Um, if it's up $3,400, it's not as much as I'd like to get out of this. So I'm going to try and get a little bit more. But in the process, I'm going to be shifting rule sets. So I have one rule set coming into 21 days to expiration. Then I have, then I have another rule set going out into um, further into the future. Now this trade does get a little bit subjective here. In other words, depending on your, uh, on the outlook of the market and what it's done, we can either gradually ease into our expiration guidelines or we can go full on into the expiration guidelines. Here, I wanna get my delta down under 250 um, when I get 21 days to expiration. That's pretty much where I wanna keep it right around that range. So that being the case to get it under 250, I'm gonna either, I'm gonna add in my, my last third or as much of it as I need to, to get to that point. And if that doesn't do it, I'm gonna start pulling off some of the 1550s. So I'm gonna go from two thirds to three thirds back to two thirds, trying to keep my Delta numbers 
in uh, in check. So I'm a little bit over. So what I'm going to do here is you can see it looks like I exited. Did I exit all my 1550s? No, I exited five 1550s. I added in uh, 10 1590s. So you can see we went from 10 1550s and 10 1570s to five 1550s, 10 1570s, 10 1590s. That gets our uh, theta up, gets our delta a little bit more under control. We just want to have a good day at this point and let it go. So let's go to next adjustment point. It's Friday, July 26th. And we go to Monday, July 29th. All right, we have a day that's down 11 points. Our profit and loss kicks up to about $6,700 at our checkpoint time. That's good, right? We're under 21 days to expiration. We're over our um, over our numbers. This would have worked out fine too if we scaled in the last third. It actually probably would have worked out better if we did it that way than this way in this case. But you know, either way, we hit our number and we want to get out. So that's essentially how the trading strategy works. And we have more time. Yeah, we have plenty of time. So um, I don't know if there are any questions on that, Seth. We'll I haven't gotten any questions as yet. So right. we could move on to the next example. We will move on to the next one. This is our September. So we're just doing uh, August, September, October, November, I think. Yeah, okay. So if here I go to my T-log, start date is... 726. So we're so you can see we overlapped, but we only overlapped by three days. Okay, so a lot of the times you're not overlapping by that much. And um, the other thing is too, when we overlap, a lot of the times we're going to have less than fifty thousand dollars in our first trade. And when we put our second trade on, it's usually going to be less than ten thousand dollars when we put our second trade on, meaning that most of the time you can manage this with around. In this case, if I'm doing a fifty thousand dollar trade size. Um, most of the time I can actually manage this trade with the overlapping uh, with the $50,000. There are times when it escalates higher, of course, but, but it, in other words, it's not necessary, necessarily necessary to have $100,000 in this if you, uh, if you work with it. But here is what we have here. And actually, this is, we go back to the 26th. All right, so here is entry date. Same thing, we're at 1580. Enter at about 20 points on the market, 1560. We, in this case, paid a little bit more for the butterfly. So butterfly prices will change substantially mm -hmm. uh, depending on what implied volatility is doing. If it's very, very high, or you have an unusually flat implied volatility skew, then we're looking at paying uh, much, much less for these. You might get into the $7 or into the $6 and into real crazy conditions. Mm -hmm. It allows us to have a whole lot of range with the position when we pay when our initial entry. John, uh, is anyone else lost John's sound? <clears throat> Yeah, John, we have lost your sound. Ah, some, yeah, there is no John. All right, we got to figure this out. <clears throat> I don't know why there's no John. Uh, I see that his, hmm, 
there's some kind of disconnect with his sound that has arisen. Uh, his connection in Florida is not so good, says Steve. Palm, Scott says palm trees. All right, John is now gone from the meeting. Let's see if he re-enters. Looks like he has. So, John? So here, so here I am. I apologize for that. I don't know when I went off. You went off, I would say, about 30 seconds ago. All right. Okay. So um, this does occasionally happen at this house that I'm renting at uh, down in Florida. So uh, if we have it again, I'll just get back on again. All right. So um, I was just talking about entry prices. So you'll notice this one's a little bit more money. It's about $10,000 entry. The other one was, I think, nine. If we get um, very high volatility or a very flat implied volatility skew curve, then this might get down into the $7 range or into the $6 range. If we get very steep implied volatility skew curves, which typically come with low implied volatility, then this will get up to fourteen, fifteen dollars. Um, obviously, I like the six dollar entry a lot better because it gives us a lot more profit potential a lot faster, and it gives us a lot more range. Where the expensive entries, it really reduces the range that uh, trade will withstand. And that's pretty much true of most income strategies you'll find. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but anyway, this is our entry point. Again, I'm going to add in at sixteen hundred. If I go, this is July twenty sixth is our entry. Our next point here is, so if we go from July 26th to um, July 26th all the way to August 5th, and we end up getting a really, really hard down move in the Russell. 42 points is rather large. Um, we're way, way, way past our, 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 our adjustment point. Our adjustment point here is about 1520. We're all the way down to 1491. So we're 30 points past our adjustment point. And that means we were almost at our adjustment point when the market actually went down this far. So this isn't a problem, but I would like to point out that most of the time when this happens, this strategy will actually be up money. Uh, it's very unusual, even with this 42-point down move and even exceeding our downside adjustment, it's actually very unusual for it to be underwater from a profit and loss standpoint. But that will happen if we have a very adverse implied volatility shift, which is pretty much what happened here. But um, so we, we went past way past our adjustment point. We're down 730. So what we're going to do here is um, we're just going to roll this back to at the money and we're going to start to trade over again. So um, at the money is 1490. So I'm going to take this off and bring this down to 1490. And it looks like we're down, actually down less money after the roll, which obviously isn't uh, right, but that's the way the software um, did it for us. So that's one of the things you got to watch in option view software. You will get that from time to time. But um, anyway, we're at uh, 660 down and we're basically going to do the same thing. The market gets up to 1530. We're going to add. It gets up to 1550. We're going to add. It gets up to 1560. We're going to start our rolling. And I believe that actually happens here. So if I go to August 8th, then we have our reversal. Let me take out the adjustment. We get up past 1530, 1532. 
the standard operating procedure here is, is to add the 1510s. And we run into this position here. We go to next adjustment from August 8th to August 30th. So we sat in this thing, oh, it comes out. So basically from there, we didn't trigger any other adjustment points. The market must have kind of flatlined on us. It did, right? So we went into, you know, we had this really hard down move right here. We ended up having to do a rollback. We had to scale in a little bit when the market went up, but the market did its mean reversion thing, right? And um, ran pretty much sideways. This strategy works wonderful in that environment. Um, but we do hit 21 days to expiration, right? Our initial profit target's 15,000, 21 days to expiration, it drops to 5,000. Um, we're over 5,000, 21 days to expiration. So we pull that off at about a 20%, well, 22, 23% gain here. And that is the end of that trade. So let me take that off. Mm -hmm. And now we do have a couple of comments, John, and questions. Sure. Um, <clears throat> anonymous attendee asks, how do you minimize a changing skew from hurting the position? A changing skew is going to hurt the position. Well, it may help the position. We don't know. It depends on which way it changes, right? So um, the the position automatically adapts a little bit through its delta theta ratios. So you're going to be, um, we have a, a very steep implied volatility skew. It's going to be triggering delta theta ratios in the position, which means you're going to be more a little bit more on top of the position, and uh, it's going to it's going to be adjusting a little bit faster. And that's going to help with the low implied volatility or the, the, the curve smile. When it gets very, very flat, then the strategy is amazingly easy to manage. That's what it's designed for. So, yeah. Um, RK asks, why do you use RUT versus ES? I think he might kind of mean SPX. Anyway, S&P 500 versus Russell 2000. And RK says, I find the RUT spreads are wide. Well, the... SPX price movement is wide. Um, <laughs> the SPX moves a lot more than the Russell. And the value you get for your butterflies relative to the price movement is much better. So you get a lot more bang for your buck out of the Russell and uh, for, from both uh, periods. And as far as the spread, I mean, the spread's the spread. And, you know, if you're good at, you know, good at execution, you can, you can do well on it. And we can, we trade as very large as Seth knows. So, um, mm -hmm. Not really an issue there. Yeah. Um, okay. Why don't Why don't you move on, John? Because um, okay. I think you should probably do another example. We've got a bunch of questions to come in, but they're a little. They're going to be. They could yeah. bog us down a little bit, so I think it's better to go into another example. We'll try to hit those later. Right. Well, we'll show you a losing example. I think the next one loses. So. Okay. Um, uh, October. So let me just do October here 2019 years butterfly okay so this was again this was a, this was started maybe a little bit earlier than this so let's go here 823 all right so we came in here let's we had a 44 point down day in the 56 days to expiration. So we're getting some really big down days. 
And when we do that, we're going to get a very flat implied volatility skew usually, right? This is seven bucks for the trade. So the strategy at $7 is generally going to withstand a very large price move, but the one that's coming up is just too much. So um, let's just take a look at what, uh, where our price chart is. Generally we, don't like, generally, we don't like to enter these. I mean, if I'm being subjective, if I'm doing the, the regular income one, we follow the guidelines and we do what we do on the Monday morning webinars, we do what we do. But here, um, I know inherently, and a lot of times I'll tell some of the members that this is not a good entry uh, for the strategy or this is a particularly good entry for the strategy. Um, this is something I would say, well, this probably isn't a very good entry for the strategy. Coming down fairly hard into a support area and if you look at the SPX, the SPX is uptrending. So, uh, but anyway, our pricing is excellent though. I have to say our pricing is excellent. So, I mean, we would withstand hundred over a hundred points straight up in the Russell at this price usually. So let's see what we have here. Russell's at 1461. It's uh, August 23rd. Go to the 29th. Um, right, we had an add point here at, let's see. One, two, three, four, at 14.80. We exceeded that by quite a bit. Um, we have another ad point at 1500, which we haven't quite reached yet. So I'm gonna be coming in here, putting in my 14.60. My delta is still really flat, so we wouldn't be doing any kind of delta theta-ish uh, things. Mm -hmm. But we add in our second third here. Only now $1,600, and even though you know, this was a fairly aggressive move. And if we go to September 5th, a few days later, we get a 30 point up move from there. So um, we exceeded our 1500 ad point. We exceeded our 1510 roll point in this one day. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna add a third in here at 1480, and then we're gonna take our 1440s. We're gonna end up rolling those up to 1500 and we'll be fully scaled in at those strike levels. So this is what we should would adjust it to. You can see even with a uh, full scale in and a single roll, we, our downside still looks incredibly good here if we get, uh, if we get a down move. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, we got very big continuation here. So Monday, September 9th, we come in here we exceeded another, I think it was just one. Let me see if I just did one, yeah. We exceeded another roll point, which means we're gonna take our 1460s. We're gonna bring them up to 1520 here. And that's gonna look like this. Still look good to the downside, even with two rolls, which is good. So up to here, I'm not really that concerned about this position. I get excited when it's one, when it's two thirds scaled in. I get, I'm good if it's three thirds. I'm okay with the first roll. I'm usually okay with the second roll, but I'm not too thrilled about it. I start going more than that, another, then that starts to become a problem. Now, if the market started to settle out here, that'd be perfectly fine, but uh, it doesn't do that in this particular case. <laughs> right, so September 10th. Okay, this is our a third or a fourth roll here. Um, implied volatility was really starting to get to us too. So um, one of the challenges if the, if with all analytical software, by the way, you'll see this in broken wing butterflies, you'll see it in everything, uh, condors, doesn't really matter, 
if you get a big up move in the marketplace and you don't get a, a, a corresponding implied volatility drop, then what's going to happen is you get a crush in your T plus zero line. That's pretty much what happened here. That is not good for the position because the implied volatility is supposed to really drop out when that happens. So let me go to uh, next adjustment, which may be the end here. If I go to September 11th, <clears throat> yeah, we get another 30 points. So let me take the adjustment off. So we get another 30 points up in the market here. And that's going to uh, push us at this point to our, our maximum loss. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the end of that stretch. And that's going to be the end of that. So that's generally what's going to happen. Most of the time when you lose, that's what's going to happen. Uh, if you just get an up move, it's just too hard, too fast. Um, and this was, a, like, a, like I said, a very big up move. I think it was like 150 points or something before it stopped out. So mm -hmm. that is that position. And then we have one more which also was a very big up move, but implied volatility was a little bit friendlier for us. So again, implied volatility is, um, uh, can be a, a great friend to us, but can also be a bit of an enemy. So we go to 920. So now I'm not even in the market, right? So obviously my trade from uh, before is closed. Um, and the trade this month is closed. Now there's nothing in the market till the 20th. So September 11th to September 20th. And I gotta go to 1911 bearish butterfly. So here we are, pretty much the same thing. I'm 27 points behind the market this time. Usually I won't go much less than 20. I have a choice of 17 or 27. So uh, went 27. Our pricing is still really, really good here. This is uh, what we look like. If I go to first adjustment, we'll just kind of pop through this quickly. Um, actually came down. So let me take off the adjustment. So this time you can see we did exceed our, we exceeded our downside adjustment point by quite a bit also by about 15 points or so, but we're up about $2,500. That's more likely of what's gonna happen when you have a down adjustment. Normally you're gonna be up a decent amount of money. Same thing, roll back to the money. Uh, at that point, let's move forward. All right, then we, get a, then we get a bounce in the marketplace. We get over um, 1520. Add in our second third. Just kind of becomes repetitive. We get over our next add point of 1540. We add in our last third. We go This actually runs into a little bit of trouble, by the way. So um, we end up doing a roll because we hit a, hit a roll trigger. So we end up bringing our 1480s to 1540. That brings us up to here. So see, we just kind of stay up with the market. And most of the time, as long as the market speed is, re is, is okay, usually we'll hold our profit and loss fairly good, fairly well. Go to the 25th. And we're now 21 days to expiration. Okay, so we're going to 
go into expiration guidelines, right? So we're at five uh, minus 585. We're going to bring that down by taking these off to 1500s and then adding into 1560. So you can see now we have 1540s, we have 1560s, and we have 1580s. So we're up in the middle here. I think we ended up getting a pretty big price move here at one point. So we did, right? So we continue to go higher. I think if you look at the price chart, I think you'll see that this is one of the more aggressive uptrends. And so this is a pretty aggressive uptrend. We you know, started this um, before the down move. So we had the down move here that rolled us back. And now we're having a very big rise in the market. So we are getting drawn down with the speed of the market this close to expiration. If we go to our next adjustment, right, the market continues to go higher. We are down about 4,200. Delta is too high. I'm going to kick it back towards the end of the day. We come into this position. You can see what the positions are without going over them. Notice I am in the calls, by the way. Um, when I get too far, when I start having to add too far ahead of the market, I start just, I just go over into the calls. Mm -hmm. Just, um, I just try to keep as much out of the money as I can. And as far as the options and the butterflies, go to Tuesday. We end up scooting into here. We're basically just three-thirds scaled in now. And we go for, again, our delta gets too high. We bring it down to um, you know, under 250 here. And we're about neutral. And then if we go to November 11th, we, uh, the market comes back. Right? So no adjustments till the 11th. And we get up over um, $5,000, four days to expiration. We want to be out. And we close the position, and that is that's our last example. So whatever we have time for, Seth, let me know. And if you want to just go into what you need to go into, or if you want a question, we can do that. No, I think we're I think we are fine. We got plenty of examples in record time. We did have a couple questions. Um, anonymous attendee asks position sizing. Do you do you choose the number of contracts to notional value of accounts? Is it okay to use the index that best correlates to accounts? I'm not sure completely what that means. Maybe you do. I'm not sure what that means either. All right. Well, um, Anonymous, why don't you rephrase that while we go on to some other questions and we'll try to catch it towards the end. Um, he also asks, can you use strike selection as relates to the skew you mentioned? And he's saying he struggles with appropriate strike selection. Well, the program is very clear on what strikes to select. So um, it's so it it really is not. It's independent of the skew of the of the individual. Well, the, the the skew will force different strike levels sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so because of the uh, theta delta ratio. Right, right. We have delta theta ratio that will trigger if certain skews are present, and that'll force you. In other words, if you try to put a butterfly on twenty points behind the market, and you're getting a delta theta ratio issue, it's going to force you to go to the next strike level. Right. Other, okay. than that, other than that, that's between 20 and 30 points. It's, it's yeah, pretty much what it is. Niels, Niels asks, when you say IV skew, is that the shape of the I, IV curve? Yeah, so so steep yeah. skew means, for example, two-month IV much higher than one-month IV? No. I don't think you're comparing the, the, the different um, front and back months when you say. Right. 
this this is this is skew between uh, option from option to option in the same month. So it's going to be difference between your 1600 and 1590 and 1580 and 1570. You don't need to know any of that for the program. Um, I'm just telling you what the result of that is. Um, so you don't need to know any of that information, but we're talking about vertical skew or skew along the options chain from option to option. Um, okay, Ivan is, both Ivan and Neil are really asking about uh, whether you can backtest this and trade this in OptionNet Explorer. It's different. So OptionNet Explorer is going to have very different um, delta numbers and T plus zero line profiles and you will get different results. Um, you'll, so, you know, can you do it? Yeah, you can, but that's going to be the result of that. <laughs> it's not going to fall in line with the program. So, right. Um, I would do it with option view only, you know, option okay. view in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the settings, you're, you're, you'll get very different, very different. It, it depends on, it depends on the environment, right? So, one of the good things about option view software is it, uh, it has settings where you can adapt to our put call SKUs, right? Cause your difference in your puts and your calls, I guess people don't understand this, I guess, especially if you're newer, but um, a lot of times your put and your call will be a different implied volatility, which means you'll put on a call butterfly, a put butterfly and an iron butterfly, and you'll get three different Delta readings. Um, where synthetically they're the same position and you shouldn't get the different Delta readings. They should all be the same. Right. Right. So an option at Explorer, when you have put what we call put call skews with the, with a call implied volatility is different than the put implied volatility, then you're going to get different numbers for each of those things. You can take an option view set, setting that combines them and averages them out. Mm -hmm. um, and that is going to give you, um, that's going to compensate the best for input, put call implied volatility skews. That's really the only way to do it. The other way to do it is you can do it in ONE, but then you kind of have to mentally compensate for for yourself. You have to have your position put on as an iron. You have to put on have it put on as a call. You have to have it put on as a put. See what the different numbers and readings are, and then try to mentally compensate for it, which is quite a bit of work. Um, it's just not worth it, as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to get anything similar to what Option View is going to show you, um, otherwise it's just too inconsistent. In other words, you can't take a, a you know you take a fifty a fifty delta reading depending on what the put call skew is and it's going to give you, it, it means different things. You know, mm -hmm. once you're a really skilled trader, a lot of times you can adapt to that. You can say, Oh, I know I got a wide put call skew today. So instead of adjusting at 50 Delta, I'm going to adjust at, I'm going to put the, instead of putting this, allowing this to go minus 50, I'm going to start adjusting it at plus 25 because you understand the software, but that takes a lot of skill and a lot of um, um, practice and experimentation to get to that level. But you can get there, but I certainly wouldn't recommend it for a beginner. For a beginner, you just want to get option view and run it with that. Yeah, I've been asked that a lot, and I, that, that's the answer yeah. I give as well. Um, and uh, why don't we take a couple more questions? Um, how are the results if you always just close it out if you get to 21 days in order to avoid the high gamma? You know, I don't know exactly because I don't. I haven't done it that way. I mean, one could certainly backtest it that way. Uh, I, a lot of the times you're, I mean, a lot of the times you're out before 21 days, but there's also a lot of times that you go into 21 days and you hit your profit target numbers. So mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's going to depend too. It's going to depend on the environment mainly. 
right. T Tony's asking, can we trade this in Thinkorswim and make money? Now, I'm not sure if Tony's question means, can you use the Thinkorswim yeah. model, you know, the, their, their options pricing model, or do you mean physically executing it within Thinkorswim? I'm yeah. assuming he means the former. I, I'm assuming he means the model, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, again, the models are all different. So, if you go, if you're monitoring one, something in Thinkorswim and then something in O&E and something in, in Option View, get, it doesn't matter what the position is either. Now, if you're just in a vertical, it doesn't really matter that much. If you're in certain types of broken wing butterflies, it probably doesn't matter that much because you don't have a lot of variation or you don't have a lot of um, risk in certain areas. So that may not matter a whole lot, but anything, any strategy that you have that you're doing that, and you should all be aware of this, if you're going to monitor it and use the same delta numbers in Thinkorswim and O&E and Option View, they're all going to be different. Yeah. They're all going to be different. So you need to decide what you're going to do. You can't back to, let's see the problem with, and I don't have too much of a problem doing with that with O&E because you can take whatever number you choose to use in O&E, you can take that and you can back test it since 2011. But once you get into Thinkorswim, you can't really effectively back test that type of thing in Thinkorswim. You know, it doesn't, the back tester thing doesn't work well. So you don't know what you're going to get. It's other than it's going to be different. So I wouldn't do it. Any strategy, by the way, except it's unless it's a call or a bullish vertical or something like that. All right, and then Matthew, let's make this the final question. It, it seems like the trade loses the majority of the time to the upside. I'm not sure that's a true statement, but that's what Matthew's saying. Question, how can the trade be hedged to the upside? For example, at, should we um, look at out of the money broken wing butterflies? Well, you should trade the trade the way the trade is designed to be traded and, and realize that it has a weakness. So um, as you should do for any trading strategy, right? So we can... Uh, you know, I think a lot of traders get into this thing where they trying to design the perfect strategy that wins all the time. I want to, I want to fix this thing for volatility. I want to fix this thing for an upside move. I want to fix this thing for a downside move or whatever. Whenever you do that, all you're doing is you're opening up, opening up some other vulnerability in the trading strategy. Right. So, so yeah, you can hedge it to the upside 117 different ways. You can put calls on it. That's what an M3 is, right? It hedges to the upside, you know, butterfly um, you can do it with broken wing butterflies which is what a broken wing butterfly is it's an hedge to the upside butterfly um, you, put, you know you can do all kinds of different things to do that but when you do that you're going to open this up to other vulnerabilities right it's like whack-a-mole it's it, you yeah. you solve one problem and then you create another right if you don't want to lose to the upside we have other strategies that absolutely will not lose to the upside and you can trade those, right? Uh, right? But you know, then you're gonna say, well, what can I do to hedge it to the downside? Well, you know, when you do that, then it's gonna to lose to the upside. It's just, right. that, that's what trading is. So, you know, you have to get out of that mentality and really, um, you know, that's what our, you know, our business is all about is developing great traders. I mean, that's, that's what trading is. And you just have to deal with that. You have to decide what you, you pick your poison, as they say, um, right. at any given time. Right. Now, ultimately, it would be good if traders in general would be able to have some sort of recognition of what the market's doing and what it's most likely to do or where it's where a particular market's greatest dangers are and then utilize a strategy that's probably going to win in that environment and you'll do a lot better. That's really, really more the M21 concept. Well, yeah, it's, it's more the M21 concept. Yeah. And, you know, even if you're not doing M21, it's still do the same thing. I mean, there's, there's times when we enter certain positions and 
I can tell you right off that there's a very low probability of this position going to work out this month. And there's other times we enter positions and I can say, hey, there's a really, really great probability it's going to be a great um, trade this month. So um, when you get to the point where you can do that or if you aspire to do that, you practice doing that, then you'll have a good idea of whether you should be in a certain market or not with a certain trading strategy. I think that's going to be the key to really being a really great trader. John, before um, we finish, I wanted to share something really important with everybody. Um, and that is that we are running a special on the bearish butterfly. Um, and uh, it is going to run until February 25th. So I want to talk about what I mean by the bearish butterfly. It's a video series that SMB produced, uh, hosted and completely presented in unbelievable detail. Uh, by John Locke, and um, it includes the trade gu guidelines that offer the high win rate in most market conditions and potentially very high returns in certain market conditions, as you know. It's got a very high profit target on this trade, but has a high max loss as well. Um, this, it's a strategy that provides big profits in bear bearish and trending and volatile markets in most cases. It's systematic, it's objective um, in almost all cases, and it has a simple once per day management as John talked about. And it's almost in a sense advisable to only adjust it once a day uh, because of the way the market flows. So the course contains six video sessions. The original four, which are the trade guidelines, an average month dealing with market rallies and how the market, how the strategy deals with large sell-offs. And then there's two bonus sessions, one about incremental adjustability and the other is the bearish butterfly in an extremely bullish market which we've been in for pretty much since we we developed this course uh nine <laughs> years ago as a matter of fact so and, uh, and we've done well in yes, general we i mean you know we've had we, we've had our problem times but you know in general we've done quite well so. uh, unbelievably well and so um we are offering the best price all year this program uh, is is normally retails for twelve seventy five. Um, we've reduced the price to nine seventy five, so that's three hundred dollars off. It's an it's really an unbelievable bargain because you get not only the videos but you also get the powerpoints that go along with them, so you can study this thing deeply. Um, and there's a lot to it, and you can study it very deeply um, and use. I know I use those PowerPoints as my under, my trading guide, basically, as I'm, uh, as I'm trading the strategy, I'll check back to make sure that I've gotten all the uh, principles correct uh, and the protocols correct on the strategy. So it's, it, it's an unbelievable body of work. 1275 is a great price for it. 975 is, is ridiculous. So, um, and I can say that for many, many years of personally trading the bearish butterfly uh, myself. So um, additionally, on April 29th, so we want to get, have people get the course, take your time, trade it for a month or two, really get a feel for it. And then on April 29th um, at 4.30 p.m., and we'll send, we'll send out a notice. That's a Wednesday. John's going to be doing a special Q&A live for anyone who owns the Bearish Butterfly. So if you already own it, you can you certainly attend. We're happy to have you. And anybody who now buys it during the sale period. And this is the only time this year this program is going to be on sale. So it's really a good opportunity to grab it at an amazing price. So you want to go to bearishbutterfly.com to learn more 
about the strategy, bearishbutterfly.com. And you'll be able to take advantage of that really great price that we're making available to you until February 25th. So with that, I want to thank everybody who attended. Thank everybody for asking all of your great questions. And most of all, thank John for his always great presentation of the optionstribe.com. Now, Tony's saying, unless I also purchase option view, this is not worth purchasing. I don't know how you'd answer that, John. Well, I mean, if you're going to be doing these types of strategies, then you should be, you need the tools, you know, just like anybody else that uh, takes on any sort of a career or whatever. I mean, you need to have the tools that you need to have. Yeah. If you're not willing to do that, then, you know, you can go ahead and struggle, <laughs> struggle along that way. Go for yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Or try to, you know, try to figure out how to trade it with your, with some other software. But um, Option View, I think they allow you to lease it. And uh, so it, it would be a way of dealing with it if you don't have necessarily the desire to make the annual purchase. But that, that you need to work out directly with Option View. Very good. Well, I hope every, everyone takes a, a good hard look at bearishbutterfly.com. It's a wonderful strategy that, that uh, thousands of traders throughout the world have been trading for a very long time with a remarkable uh, track record. And uh, it's really worth your consideration. So with that, I'm going to say good night to everybody. John, great job. Thank you as always. And, Thank you, uh, we'll everybody. All right. Take care and good night. Good night.